Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome again to Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's weekly GAA podcast. My name is Tony Lean. I'm standing in again for Colm O'Connor. And on this week's show, we examine two football entities travelling in different directions, Cork and Kerry. Three-time All-Ireland winner Mike Quirk has coached for a brief period in the Rebel County and is as perplexed as anyone as to the way forward for Cork. The words root and branch come to mind. After the game on Sunday in Killarney, Paul Kerrigan spoke frankly about Cork's defeat and the reality that just ke- that Kerry are simply operating at a higher level of intensity. Man of the match contender Anthony Maher, returning with a tour de force after a spell on the sidelines with injury, talks about how pleasing it is to be back at the heart of a Kerry side in a midfield, jousting with the likes of Jack Barry for a starting position. Mike Quirk, you were in Killarney Sunday, and I know reading your column in advance of its publication in Tuesday's Examiner Sport, you, like many others in the crowd of 31,000, left Fitzgerald Stadium scratching your head. And it's not scratching your head at Kerry you were, it was scratching your head at Cork. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just... I'm kind of gone to the point where I'm nearly starting to feel feel sorry for for Cork and and, and where they find themselves. Um, and I, I know a lot of people will be will be you know laying blame with Pat Healy and sure he's culpable and the players the same. But um, it, it's just difficult to, to pinpoint exactly how Cork have fallen so badly for for a county who who had such sustained success at under 21 level in the past decade. It's, it's hard, to, it's hard to wrap your head around where they're all gone. Well, Mike, you did a little bit of coaching in Cork. The two of us were involved with Douglas um, and you were up and down and you saw Cork club football probably, you know, close enough quarters. So, I mean, if you were to kind of dig beneath, you know, the top layer, I mean, can you can you provide an explanation? I mean, what is wrong that they can't be more competitive given the pick that they have? Well, well, they can be more competitive. There's no question they can be more competitive than what we're seeing last Sunday. Mm. But, but obviously, hurling is a big and, and the dual status is a big thing. And, and like, I'm not sure whether Cork people admit it or everybody admits it, but Cork is, is primarily a hurling county. And, and the football, is, it seems to be, from the outside looking in, seems to be looked at as a, as a, as a second-class citizen, and it seems to be treated that way in terms of, of even though there were supporting in Clarny, I thought, on, on, on Sunday... But in terms of their support, in terms of the resources possibly being made available to them, in terms of, of, of the personnel they have involved with their management and coaching teams, they seem to be uh, kind of an afterthought to, to the hurlers. And, 
and even at club level now, while, while that was a very brief experience I had up there, you could you could you could tell that even even at a club like that where hurling and football was trying to marry and the one pitch and and for for the same bunch of players, it's just a really difficult dynamic to try and get that all right. And unless you have, and it's easy, I know people blame the county board and all that, but administrate it, that you only really appreciate good administration when it's gone. And 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 Cork maybe has been in the absence of that for uh, absence of that for a while. And, and and you can just see how without maybe without good leadership how, how things have have just fallen away and, and, and now you find yourself in this general kind of malaise at a football level where where nobody is nobody, not not even carry people are happy with what went on on Sunday and, and, and that's not a good place for Munster football or for Cork football. Do you think the time is right for Cork to go outside and possibly to carry for their next football manager? You see, I, I think that's another. I think that's another plaster over a compound fracture of a of a leg break. I, I, I don't think I don't think that's going to be your issue. I don't think whether you get Jack O'Connor or you prize Eamon Fitzmaurice or Mickey Haas or Jim Gavin down to Cork next year. I don't think that's automatically going to bring them success. I I, I think Cork Cork needs to take a, a far more holistic view of of what's going on inside their football structure as opposed to just getting the top guy right. Like you know. Um, uh, for me, for me, you have to look at it as 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 where you know for a, for a county with so many clubs, 260 whatever it is affiliated clubs, and 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 over over half of those football clubs only are are, are certainly your clubs. Where where are all these players? How how can you not produce 15 guys that can be more competitive, you know, against Kerry on on Sunday or against Waterford or against Tipperary in the Munster Championship? Mm. How are you only beating Waterford? by one point or Tipperary with a very depleted team who lose their, their all star attacker, you know, midway through the first time. Like how how are you how are you languishing at that level for a county that has as many clubs and as, as proud a tradition as Cork has? And and I just think by getting by getting Jim Gavin down to manage the Cork footballers next year isn't gonna solve the problem. He's probably improving for a year or two, but as soon as he goes everything's gonna fall back to where it is now. So 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 their thing is and I, I really detest the, the phrase the root and branch, but they they really have to look at it in terms of what's going on here at minor under under twenty one, and while we're having success here, how can we how can we now start to link that to the senior team? How can we develop some kind of a culture whereby guys want to go from that and stay playing football at senior level? Because at the moment, that that's their problem. It's it's not the guys they have now. It's, it's what's going on with the with that with that the twenty one bunch that just went lost to the game. Mm-hmm. Now that all said, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're you're saying, but. There are very few sides that would have lived with Kerry on Sunday. I mean, I know it wasn't the perfect performance, but my God, they look very sharp. Oh, really good, really good. And, and I mean, you know, it's, it's just a big, the big part of it is. And the same thing against Clare with James Dunn's performance. I think is, is you know, Paul Ganey. We could see what he was doing last year, maybe, maybe a little bit more on his own because you know that, that James wasn't at the level that he had been at in 2014 and Football of the Year stuff, but. But he looks, he looks as sharp as he has ever looked and, and as fit and as bouncy and as athletic as he has done in years. And, uh, I mean, if he can maintain that kind of injury-free you know, performance level where he is at right now, then, then Kerry, are, you, know, they, they can, you know, they can expect that they'll really contest with the likes of Dublin if they, if they get to that stage in the later stages. And, and, and you've got guys to bench that they use yesterday. Stephen O'Brien coming on. You know Barry John Keane coming on, taking a score. Johnny Buckley coming back, chasing down. You know Shawnee Powder. Shawnee Powder. You know as you know well, Tony, uh, uh, desperately done. And, and and I thought it was was Cork's best footballer by a long shot. Yes, I'd agree. Yeah. And, 
and, and Buck will be able to chase him down and get a great block in. You know, it just shows the strength and depth that Kerry have coming now and killing Young coming back into the mix. And, I mean, Jack Savage was probably a guy who was unlucky not to start the game, having gone out in a, you know, an appendix last week. And I, I just think Kerry are in a really, really good place. And, and, and I suppose the counterbalance of maybe Pallardini, the job that Emma Fitzmaurice has done with Kerry in the past number of years has been, you know, a complete revelation. I mean, he took that job when no one really wanted it. Uh, not True. maybe not wanted it, but certainly it wasn't a job that was was uh, as as desirable as as he's starting into again now. And um, and it's just yeah, Kerry find themselves in a great place at the quarters, and, and nobody's going to want to come up against them. What did you think of your club colleague David Moran's performance? He took a small bit of flack. I think Ian Maguire certainly got the upper hand on him for a while. Do you think maybe David just needed the seventy odd or, or eighty odd as it turned out minutes? Uh, absolutely. I mean, Ian Maguire is. Uh, is Again, I thought he, he and Powder, he was probably Cork's second best guy in the day. And, uh, and I thought his, his running just kind of had, had David out of gas for a little bit in the first half. But, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a testament to, to him, I suppose, to where he's gone. I thought Matter was, was definitely, you know, carried the load in the first half, both in terms of winning ball and distributing the ball and getting around the field. And, and you could see David was trying to just work his way back into it after being injured and being out for so long. And, and, and I suppose it's... It shows the kind of regard that Fitzmaurice, you know, holds men that, that he left David on and took off Anthony when he was bringing on Jack Barry because cause Dave needs that. He needs to run it out with his legs. He needs to get his wind up because going forward, you know, if he's if he's going to be operating at the level he was for the National League final against Dublin and, and you have James O'Donnell and all these other guys going well, then you've got a you've got a really strong unit. But you yeah. need you need Dave Moore going at that level that he was going at in that in that final against Dublin to to have you know give Kerry a Kerry a right good chance. No, just cha- well, we're still talking Kerry football, but just to change the pace that I'm sure most of the people tuning into the podcast are aware that Mike Quirk is in charge of Kerns O'Rahillies this year, and I know Mike got from talking to you. It's a frustrating experience, I'd imagine, being a club manager in the summer because I would imagine it, it must be very difficult just in terms of numbers and people missing. Ah, it is, it is, yeah. I mean, I can could, I could empathise with Panahili, I suppose. Like, like basically, we've, we've, we've got a lot of bodies away, Tony. We've got, you know, we won our first round, first two rounds of the county championship, which puts you in a, in, a, in a great position in that you skip the third round, but you don't play again until the quarterfinal, which, which probably doesn't take place until Carrier out, which is, you know, like last year was October, so... You're probably looking at a spell there where you've got about maybe five, six months of inactivity from, from championship football and you're only tipping away with county league stuff. And uh, we've had a lot of guys who tipped off to America to, to have, a, have a nice time for themselves and, and, and good luck to them. But it's just difficult then when you're, when you're dealing with a situation like we were last weekend where you've got from your, your number eight to your number 15 and you have one guy available to you from your, from your two county championship teams that you put out against single and South Kerry. So... Uh, that's that's summer football at the moment in, in successful counties, but it's just you know in one sense it's great that there's games going on and everybody's getting games and everybody's going to feel past when when these guys come back into the mix. But uh, it can be frustrating, but I still I'd be happy enough that we're actually getting regular games as opposed to what was going on a couple of years ago. Sure. Now one thing that that I was actually thinking of last night um, after leaving Fitzgerald Stadium was you know carry on a high flying, everybody jumping out of their skin, and one guy who you know better than most your club colleague Tommy Walsh probably I you know I would many would argue could and should still be involved with Kerry but is just having absolutely zero luck with injuries he picked up another hamstring I hear understand the weekend he did he did he he, uh, he actually originally kind of injured um, against South Kerry in, in the first one of our county championship 
uh, and he did. He picked up another hammer and the same leg, but a different injury uh, this weekend. And, he, and the guy was flying at eight points, kicked after 40 minutes, four from play, four from Really? Yeah, he was, he was looking electric, yeah. And, uh, I, I don't think it's an overly bad one. It, it, you know, it'll probably be another three, three or four weeks kind of a thing. And, and I suppose the luxury of us being in the coming championship quarterfinal is that we don't have to we don't have to rush him back too early. But um, you know, funny, it, it's you know, since he injured his his hammer in in Australia, he, when he ripped it off the bone, these are the first two, and that was that was what two and a half years ago. These are the first two hamstring injuries that he's sustained since that time. So. So that would suggest that it's not something mechanically wrong that, you know, when that hamstring was reattached. That it, so it's possible that he's just, you know, looking in the last couple of weeks to pick up these two in the game or whatever it is. But uh, it's frustrating for himself because the guy has been playing great football when he's been on the field for us. Uh, and, and again, given three or four weeks, I'm sure he'll be he'll be back doing the business again. Well, that's good news because, I mean, the way it was kind of presented to me the weekend was that it was almost a recurrence. It wasn't a rip off the bone, but it was a serious one. But it's not so. It's it's more a strain. No, no, is it? uh, initially, yeah. Initially, I'd say out of, out of more frustration from himself than anything else, he, he was just, um, he was a bit low about how it was. But it's not, it's not. No, I was talking to him even today. It's, it's only... Um, it's something similar to what he did last time when he was back within within three or four weeks of that. So right. it, it's just, I think it's more just bad luck than anything else. And it's not, you know, it's funny. Like if, if the hamstring was going to be a constant problem to him after ripping it off the bone, you know, it would have been a constant problem for the past two and a half years. But it's only after kind of reoccurring in the last in the last two months, I suppose, which is which is a kind of a a funny thing for a guy who's getting the you know the best of treatment and physio and, and rehab and doing the work and the Nordic weights and everything and isolated hamstring and and it's just um, it's just after flaring his head now but again we're, we're, I suppose it's a good time for the happening yeah. for the low for us. One last question for you: um, Monday morning's draw for the qualifiers, Meath at home to Donegal and Clare at home in Ennis against Mayo. That is not something I would imagine Stephen Rochford will be relishing next Saturday evening. No, because and it's and it's great for Colin Collins and, and player football that that they're they're getting an opportunity you now to to slay a big dog and, and and to go after someone like Mayo who who was very fortunate to get out with a with a win you know against Derry and and you're just looking at him now kind of saying you know these clear boys and and they don't. Fear anybody, whether whether it's Mayo or Kerry or whoever comes up to their own path, especially at home, they they'll they'll love that challenge of of, uh, of Mayo coming up. They have absolutely nothing to lose. They can throw everything, and if they lose by a point or five points, they're they're in bonus territory. And 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 it wouldn't shock me that this game will be will be decided by less than two or three points because you know the midfield that Clare have and the athleticism they have around the field is something that that Mayo or Kerry even when they were above there. It's very hard to match what they have. I mean, the clear midfield and the clear mid-late is probably superior to what Cork had, you know, against Kerry in the Munster final. And they, they give, you know, Kerry endless problems running at them. And, and I think they'll do the same. I think they'll, they'll really trouble Mayo in that, in that middle section and, and cause them problems that will lead that game to being a lot closer than people might think. Mike Quirk, thanks as always. Now, we turn to the two camps. We have a very downbeat but forthright Paul Kerrigan and... We hear from Kerry's returning veteran midfielder, Anthony Maher. News Talk's Oisín Langan and the Irish Examiner's Peter McNamara are the ones asking the questions. Definitely the start, first half, start of the two halves killed us. Uh, 4-0 before we scored in the first half and 5-0 before we scored in the second half. Um, in the first half, I think, once we maybe let close the gap between the 
245s, they were getting easy ball maybe across the centre forward line. Once we closed that and we got numbers back, we ran it from deep, we got a good bit of joy. Uh, unlucky not to have a goal as well. Um, and then kind of closed the gap to half time. Um, half time then, I suppose we were, we were relatively calm. Obviously looking for a good start. Uh, couldn't get the ball over half in the second half. And very quickly I went from, I'd say, 10 or 11 to 16, 15, 16, do you know what I mean? Jesus, um, that's, that's a big gap compared to, to three, four points, do you know what I mean? Because if you get a goal here and you get on a roll, you never know. And, once we did get it out of our half, we had two or three goal chances. And um, I suppose Kerry are used to playing at a, a higher level of intensity and a level of... They were so clinical. I, I think they did 17 shots before they had a wide. So, you know, that's unbelievable against any team. And we had two or, or we, I'd say in all, we had probably five goal chances and we didn't take any. And we need to be taking everything we can get. Do you know what I mean? So, um, just that level of intensity probably and the level of being clinical, we just have to get up to it. And... As I said, it's them in Dublin, and you know, that's why they're up there. Bad starts and fading out of games has been a bit of an issue for this core team. Now, when you've been good, you've been good. We saw that against Tip. We also saw the bad that day. What do you put it down to? Because it's 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 happened more than once, so it's kind of a consistent thing. Yeah, look, um, as I said, like huge things are expected from this team, and you know, I mean, the reality is at the moment we're in Division Two and we're, we're trying to get there. As I said, look, it's probably Kerry in Dublin, and then the rest. We're trying to close that gap. Um, do you think with the talent you have and you have immense talent that you're doing yourselves justice at the moment? Probably not, but like we well, have to work hard as well. Like you know, I mean, you'd all looking at the Cork and Kerry team there, you'd say, "Geez, there's an awful lot of talent in the Cork team." Whereas a lot of Kerry could be as just as good as some of the Kerry fellas. You have to work hard as well. And as I said, it's not as if fellas are working hard; they're just used to playing at that higher level of intensity. They've been since they won the All Ireland knocking back in 2014. Do you know. League finals, all Ireland finals, all Ireland semi-finals, year in, year out, we haven't been. Do you know what I mean? We haven't been to a Munster final since, uh, well, 2015. And they just, they have it under their belt and we don't, we just have to get it up there. How do you get it up there? Being clinical is one way, like if you score three or four goals against them, we need to take every chance we can get. Um, It's not easy, like, um, I suppose, you know, as I said, they kicked 16 shots out of 16 before they hit a wide. If they'd done that to any other team in the country, they'd probably win. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, I know it looked a big gap in the scoreboard. Sometimes it just didn't feel like that. Sometimes, like, so I felt if we, we felt if we could get one goal, geez, we were right back in and being on a roll. But uh, as I said, we just weren't up to it there. Can you turn it around for the qualifiers? Um, I suppose. Look, where I come from, the first person you always look at is yourself. And like, I'm, you know, I've only a couple of years left, and I'd be mad eager for the next game. Uh, you know, we'll be back training. I don't know. Tuesday, Thursday. Like, I want to get back and play in Crow Park as much as I can before the end, do you know. Um, so, do you know, like, no one forced you to be here. Do you know, the door is there if you want to, but I think we have 35 fellas who are bursting their guts to get out and uh, to get get themselves on the team. Um, look, fellas are trying very, training, training very hard, like, since October. Very, very hard. And, um, look, we just, as I said, the first things first is you look at yourself, how badly do you want it, and that's my next goal is get to the August Bank all the weekend and that's credit to you that you're saying the players need to look at themselves because you know that focus will come on management on a, on a day like today or after a day like today a, a season like this so far oh yeah but as I said like, the thing that always gets me is uh, the management aren't getting the most out of like, you have to look at yourself first like, you know, why do you do it like, so that's the first thing I'll be looking at um, 
myself and how I can motivate myself. Well, myself, I won't take any motivation and motivate the lads to try to try get back for, for two or three weeks' time. So what do you do? Do you, do you try and get the lads together, even keep management out of the room? Because players have done that in the past and have a meeting and have a real honest conversation. What do you do? I think fellas are close enough to have an honest conversation, you know, to themselves and have a look at themselves and see what, what went wrong. Um, so look, it's not the end of the world. No one died. Like, um, we just need to, again, get out there and just get another big win the next week and I think this team we they're a young pacey team if we get to Crow Park it'll suit them do you know um, it probably suited us for 60 minutes against 65 minutes against Crow or Donegal last year probably the two weeks previous games probably told on us and the injuries hopefully have a full squad with the boys back in three, three weeks time and I'm here with Anthony Marr Kerry uh, Munster champions once again Anthony a good feeling no doubt yeah absolutely good to keep our record in Killarney uh, good to get a performance yeah were you surprised at how dominant you were? Um, I don't know. Were we that dominant? Um, I don't know what. Were we up three points at half time? Um, we probably we started well enough, but I thought we left them back into them. We were sloppy at times, which we need to clear up for the rest of the year. Um, but I suppose we plugged away, kept at it, and, and I suppose in the second half things opened up a small bit. Cork had a couple of goal chances as well. You know, just even though you won quite handily, there's plenty to work on going to Pro Park, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we were open enough, and even. We did a couple of ourselves that we didn't convert half chances, I suppose, and we didn't really create too many goal chances. So plenty to work on, yeah. But just give credit to Cork as well. They're like the players that they have. I know they, they haven't been going great lately, but they, they, if we weren't on our game today, we could have been turned over. They do have good players, um, so it was. We just needed to be very tuned in today and put in a bit of work. Was it particularly satisfying personally for yourself to be back in the field in that combination with David Moore? Yeah, uh, look, there's great competition in training and that's exactly what we need. Um, whoever gets picked for the day is kind of like the starters and finishers. They're almost as important as each other now. Um, but in terms of being back playing, I'm just happy to be back, be healthy. But he's in decent enough, Nick, um, and good to be back playing football and playing football day in, day out. Is that actually kind of a standout feature for Kerry at the moment that you're like yourself, the likes of James O'Donoghue, you're back and you're, you're firing in terms of fitness, which is superb for Kerry, really? Um, I suppose, yeah. Um, I suppose the last couple of years, well, I suppose in fairness, the last couple of years, they've been uh, operations had to be had and stuff like that. Things had to be done, so it's no, uh, there wasn't any, it wasn't anyone's fault over the last couple of years. But it's good, the fellas. I think we're in good shape. Maybe we put in a good winter this year. We seem to be in good physical condition, so bodes well for the summer. And just kicking kick, kick on to Crow Park now, totally different ball game, but you've three weeks to prepare. Yeah, um, it is, yeah, and it sounds like it's going to be a very tough quarterfinal by all accounts. Um, so this is kind of, I suppose, the first part of the summer over, and it's time to step it up another national. Congratulations, Anthony. Thank yeah. you very much. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.